Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Yes, yes. Oh, God, it's a happy, happy hour. Why? Why? Frankie Figs is here. For, for, first of all, Frankie Figs, Frank the Gluzy, uh, former, my, my G-Spot man. Former G-Spot man, as I call him. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I mean, I think he's not a former G-Spot. I bet you he still finds the he's, G-Spot. He's a former G-Man. Is, right. My current G-Spot man. Right. Do I have to take everything beautiful and make it dirty? You do. Listen, a lot of FBI-type uh, shit going on, yeah. right? Uh, secret rooms in Mar-a-Lago, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a lot to talk to Frank about. And then Kelly Carlin, who yep. is suing over this despicable AI comedy version of her father, George Carlin. Right. Uh, which, and good for her. We are so on her side because the robots are going to kill us. They're going to eat our medicine first. Well, they eat old people's medicine, and then they're going to kill the rest of us. And Will Smith can't help. And so thank God. God bless but, America, and God bless Kelly Carlin. If they take your job, then you get to sleep in. Yeah, well, you were saying I'm I want, want AI because I'm lazy and then I can I don't have to get up. <laughs> Maybe we can get you a, as an AI hologram on the the sexy liberal tour. There you go. So and you don't I, have to I, tour. I, you I don't have, have to travel. Yeah, you know, I don't have to drive, fly. I don't know, like steerage and boarding group eleven billion. I didn't even know there was a boarding group eleven billion on spirit. That's what I was in. On yeah. spirit, there is. Yeah, that's what I was in last time. Okay, it's fantastic. She is uh, incredibly smart and funny in her own right. Please drink up, enjoy, happy hour. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Me, sir, were you just raising the roof? You a little, I've never seen a, yeah, a little, FBI little morning agent. rock out here. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I like that someone just tweeted, eh, Frankie Figs. Okay, <laughs> everyone's very excited. Oh, 
That was my mob name. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, Frank, so much to talk about. I mean, let's talk about the immunity ruling, uh, first of all, which obviously not unexpected. But, uh, you know, I, I know everyone is saying the Supreme Court's not going to take it. But I just get uh, nervous that this Supreme Court, whether it's arrogance or politicized to the degree that they could give Trump the right. delay, that essentially gives him immunity. How, how are you feeling about it? Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it says a lot about this, of where we are right now in this country, where we actually had to hold our breath, Stephanie, to yes. see whether the D.C. appellate court would actually reaffirm what we all know, that, uh, yeah, we don't have a king. And, yeah, you, you can't commit crimes and be completely uh, immune for prosecution. But, yes, indeed, we were holding our breath. And now, as you say, we don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do. I, I have a gut feeling, and I know Neil Katyal, my colleague on MSNBC, uh, yeah. who's a legal analyst, and right. way more proficient on the Supreme Court than I ever will be. Oh, he's he the said, first tweet I quoted. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. He says, he says, you know, he doesn't think they'll take it. I, I have to say, I think this court wants a say in just about everything, even when they don't need to say it. Yeah. And so I think there'll be a great debate within the court as to whether or not, hey, this is about the biggest thing we could ever decide. And we're not going to we're going to punt it back where, you know, yeah. I, so I don't I can't predict this, but I'm not that confident that they'll simply say, yeah, it's good. Uh, we don't need to we don't need to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, I just I, I grabbed this uh, it, again. These people are on, as you know, I don't know, YouTube, Twitter, like you can see the video of a guy this morning saying me and millions of other gun loving Americans are just waiting until Trump gives us the green light to take to the streets and start gunning down Democrats. Um, I mean, obviously, you've talked about the threat of domestic violence for quite some time, but I just, we are at such a, I just, unpre I don't know, we're running out of words, unprecedented, dangerous <laughs> tipping point. What do you want to call it, Frank? Yeah, it's, um, we're at a boiling point, for sure, and to throw in another phrase, and, you know, Trump has used phrases recently like, hey, there will be bedlam, right? Um, you know, reminiscent of January 6th, where he said, you know, it will be wild. So he's hinted here that, hey, I think the Supreme Court will be fair if they're fair. Well, what does that mean, Trump, if they're fair and rule your way? Is that the only definition of fairness? So my concern is that he will, as you just quoted this nutcase from uh, that's been on social media, that he will give some form of direct or indirect green light or it will be perceived as a green light. And it could come as early as uh, to tomorrow or in relationship to tomorrow's Supreme Court hearing, where they will be hearing the argument on whether Colorado and other states can indeed disqualify Trump from the ballot for engaging in an insurrection. This is about as big as it gets. Whether yeah. Trump gets on the ballot or not is what it's all about. And yes, there could be people incited to violence. The Supreme Court security tomorrow is going to be as tight as probably it's ever been. Yeah. I mean, sounds like and it sounds like on the other on the immunity ruling, you're afraid of the same thing I am, that they could, you know, say we have to put our stamp on this and then yeah, give a delay. Do you have confidence? I mean, how are you feeling on whether the J6 trial is going to happen before the election? And we're going to find out if we're putting a convicted felon in the Oval Office with the nuclear codes again. Look, I, I Supreme Court's lost all credibility with me and I know many, many other people. So I can see a scenario where they just choose to delay, you know, do nothing and, and delay, delay, delay. It gets moved to October, potentially. I, I think John Roberts is going to try and talk his folks out of that. I think he's going to go, look, the nation demands that we take some action here. 
And so I still have hopes that we will see this trial start in D.C. regarding January 6th before the election. I am certainly not confident with regard to the documents case at Mar-a-Lago. That judge, yeah. Judge Cannon, um, seems to be wholly owned and operated by the Republican Party and seems to be, you know, looking forward to a Supreme Court nomination someday. Uh, and you obviously, uh, I'm sure, have some thoughts on the FBI missing a secret <laughs> room at, at Mar-a-Lago. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I know this has been this has been uh, the subject of much discussion. I really have gotten down into the weeds on this now. And here's what I know. Still not thrilled with the explanation, but two, two spaces inside Mar-a-Lago were apparently not searched that could have been uh, perhaps within the parameters of the search warrant affidavit, um, which, by the way, when you're searching for things like paper, uh, um, you get to search a lot of places. It's like drugs. Okay, you you can tear the place apart if you want to. They didn't want to do that with Mar-a-Lago because, in part, they had sources and methods, including the CCTV security cameras at Mar-a-Lago, plus human sources, telling them the documents are going to be here and here and here, and here's what you're looking for, and here's what National Archives is missing. And so when they went in there and they got those documents back in the places sources and cameras said they would be, they made an on-the-call decision on the premises to not break locks and do what's called a generally destructive search warrant. The, with regard to the closet, it's that that closet leads to the roof, and it is it is locked down by U.S. Secret Service. It's their way yeah. to get up on the roof. And... And so the Bureau was aware of that. None of this, you know, these two rooms are not a surprise. Everybody knew about them. The service had the closet and that was deemed as, hey, listen, you know, no need to get in there. So I, am I still seeing a level of deference that you and I would not be afforded if our homes were being searched? Yeah, thank you. Yes, there's way too much deference. But I now have a greater understanding of the operational scenario on the ground. Yeah. This is why uh, people around the world are like just going, I, how is it possible that this guy's not in prison or that he could actually be president again? And it's, as you say, stuff like this. I mean, them going after Fawny Willis for her personal life, hoping to shut down that investigation, even though they have it on tape. They have that crime on tape. <laughs> what right? a mess. What, what a mess. You know, I, I spent a, a, a painful amounts of time in my FBI career in internal affairs, making decisions about yeah. errors in judgment. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm here to tell you, yes, Fonnie Willis has made an error in judgment. There's no question. I think she's, she'll tell you that. Um, does that change the substance of the case that's been built? No. So she's in a mess. It's going to be, it's, she's, you know, they're going to beat her about the head and shoulders with this forever. But at the, the bottom line is it doesn't change the, the content of the case. Right. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of the, uh, oh God. Can't, she's always in my head. Trump going, the lovers, Lisa, what's oh, yeah. her name? And uh, yes, Peter Strzok yeah. and the lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, you had go. nothing well, to do with his good. guilt in in right. Russia, right. Trump Russia. Very but of similar. course, yeah. Very similar. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yay, I got a gold star from Frank. Um, <laughs> you, uh, we've been talking about this, obviously, and so have you on TV. The son, son beheads his federal employee father, calls him a traitor for working under Biden, calls for the death of all federal officials. Uh had displayed his decapitated head on, uh, you know, and George Conway tweeted, you know, we're in the midst of a mental health crisis in America, which is why we had, you know, my, my friend, Dr. Wanda on, because it's just, I don't know what degree, you know, Frank, this is mental illness, just conspiracy theories gone wild, but it is, 
obviously turning to to violence. So, yeah, what were your thoughts on that? There's a, there's a lot to unpack there, including a, a, a headless body. But, you know, <laughs> a son, for those who are catching up, a son has decapitated his father, displayed the, the head on YouTube until it was taken down. And why, supposedly, he says, and his social media is filled with this kind of stuff, his father was a federal employee, therefore working under the Biden administration. Now, his father's been a federal employee for decades under many administrations, but this is the son who felt like he needed to call his father a traitor on social media and display his decapitated head. Um, where, where, what does that mean? What do we take from that? It, we're at the point now where the cult is absolutely confirmed. When people are willing to betray and kill their families, right? We've already had people killing themselves in martyrdom. The yeah. guy in Provo, Utah, who the FBI had to shoot, they were trying to arrest him for threatening to kill Biden. Right. Um, the, 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 the guy at FBI Cincinnati who tried to breach uh, the reception area ended up dead in a cornfield in Ohio. Uh, people are willing to die for Trump. Now they're willing to kill their family. And if you want a, a clue as to whether something's a cult, look at the, um, the, uh, the ability to betray and kill yeah. your family for a single person. Yep. Um, let's there's a couple more big things before we go. Uh, you tweeted, the U.S. Border Control Agency Union has endorsed the bipartisan Senate proposed bill. Listen when the people who do this for a living tell you it works for them. I mean, yesterday had to be one of the most despicable days in Republican history, and that's kind of saying a lot. They couldn't succeed in uh, in impeaching uh, Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas for allegedly failing uh, at the border. No, no high crime or misdemeanor, by the way. We could debate for an hour whether Mayorkas has done his job well or not, but there's no high crime or misdemeanor there. With regard to um, um, the the Border Patrol Union, look, that was a that, I have to say that was a shocker. Those yes. are agencies every day saying, yeah. "Hey, this bipartisan Senate proposal that works for us." Yeah. That, that great gives us tremendous authorities we didn't have more resources and less um undocumented migrants flowing into the country and trump of course has said no 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 i mean and and not to mention they you know tried to impeach mayorkas on the day that they won't give him the tools to- to the job they say that he's not doing no irony okay. there. No yeah irony. no not at all um so you also tweeted the right outcome on the uh, crumbly trial you said she ignored the warning signs allowed her son continued gun access jennifer crumbly uh found guilty of involuntary manslaughter in his uh, son's school shooting um to this i say good i hope you know we are on some path to a little more sanity around guns in this country what was your take on that Frank? this this needs to happen more often i love this precedent being set for parents and, and kids who commit mass shootings look if you paid attention to this trial and had the time to do it this is horrific this is a parent who was not present and when her son was telling her repeatedly i see things i'm hallucinating balls are flying off shelves i'm hearing things and, and voices and she laughed at him, scoffed at him, mocked him, made it worse, by the way, yeah. by having things happen in the house to just get him going. Right. So yeah. she allows him to have this gun. Um, the parents call them in. The school calls them in, says, look, we got a gun in his, in his, in his backpack. He, she, he continues to have a gun. No therapy, no help. Uh, this was the right call. Yep. Um, the new book is Long Haul Hunting the Highway Serial Killers. Ooh, it's about murder. Uh- 
this true crime investigation uncovers a world of elusive serial killers. You're getting an expert's eye on uh, how these cases are investigated and the ongoing challenges they present. That's how, I mean, it sounds fascinating, Frank. Uh, just Well, I, look, yeah. it's available now for pre-order, uh, HarperCollins and, and Mariner. It's, look, a, a year, over a year of my life on the road, uh, riding long haul with, uh, with truckers over 2,000 miles, um, talking to the top crime analysts and serial killing, highway serial killings, who, by the way, those analysts happen to be women. Yeah. Uh, no surprise, because the victims in these cases are sex trafficked women yeah. in and around truck stops. There's no championing, no advocating. Yeah. I tell their story in this book. Uh, you can get it now. Comes out in May. Oh, I didn't think you could get more attractive. All right. Um, also, you know what you want to do, because that's a stressful you know, experience reading about that. You need to go on a cruise with Frank <laughs> and Glenn yeah. Kirchner. Uh, it is the Oceana Cruise on the Mediterranean. I mean, I, that is a love boat. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, well Glenn, Glenn Kirshner tells me he's bringing his Speedo for the <laughs> Sold! Um, I'm in! Yeah, yeah we're in. Uh, look, it's about, it's, you're absolutely right. Collectively, as a nation, we need a break. Yes. We need to plan and take vacations. So why not take it with like-minded people who are as passionate as you are about democracy? We start the cruise in the cradle of democracy, Greece. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we go from there. It's a fun time. Great people. If you're thinking about vacationing, uh, this is July. And ours might be gone, our democracy. So go visit another one. That, that's, that'd be start, nice. Start one back there. Yeah. yeah. You can check it out on my website. That's awesome. All right. We've linked to everything. Yep. Frank, thanks so much. And uh, congrats on the book. Thanks. Stay well, everybody. All right. Thanks, you too. Frank. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chris, who said of the George Carlin uh, AI special, the irony of all this is that my father was such a unique thinker. One thing he said to people is, think for yourself. And here are these people absorbing his material to try and think like him. It's the ultimate zombification of a human life. Judy Jetson. No. Oh, my father is the kid. Kelly Carlin oh. is our guest right now. Okay. You are so he, bad, at, bad this. at this. Terrible at this. Wow. Really Good bad. morning, Kelly Carlin. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> By the way, we have the same rule for you on the show that we have for Jody Hamilton, and that is that everyone must say, Kelly Carlin, aren't you smart and funny, and don't you contribute a lot to the show? <laughs> also, I love yeah. your dad. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, that I have a, a, a being, a sense of personhood outside of just the other person. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about this, Kelly, uh, that you are suing, uh, obviously, George Carlin's estate is suing the creators of the AI-generated comedy special uh, called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. Um <laughs> 
And you said it best. You said we have to draw a line in the sand. This is going to be a front, a fight on every front with entertainment at the center. I can, I can only imagine how you felt because I, you know, revered my dad as well. Um, you know, if they tried to rec- recreate my dad in Congress or the, the Nuremberg or something, it's just, it, A, it's creepy, isn't it? So, so creepy. It, there's this. <laughs> It, it it's ghoulish you know it's it's like this weird energy comes into the room and you're thinking really you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna try to pretend to be this per-. and then they do the thing whatever it is and it is just you know they have this term for it called uncanny valley mm-hmm. to describe that like emptiness that's in the space with an ai figure wow. you know yeah. and it really is there's like it is soulless. I mean, yeah. that's really what it feels like. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the lawsuit accuses the creators of, of utilizing without consent or compensation George Carlin's entire body of work consisting of five decades of comedy routines to train an AI chatbot, which wrote the episode's script. Uh, it also takes issue with using his voice and likeness, obviously, for prof- promotional purposes. But I didn't realize, Kelly, I was reading the whole story about this. So it, it's an AI program. It has access to most of uh, your father's personal records, including text messages, social media accounts, browsing no, histories. No, no, that, con- theirs. They oh, okay. give the, the 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 hosts of the podcast have given oh, okay. this AI. So it turns out, though, since we sued them. Uh, they've come clean hmm. and it's not an ai bot oh wow yeah it's them writing everything oh wow wow wow, wow. Okay. so oh the ai God. part of the special is the voice mm-hmm. so they used a voice modulator a recognition thing to try to replicate his voice uh and this is a pretty common thing with musicians right. yeah. doing this stuff uh, but no, the uh, the gentleman Chad, who's one of the hosts, he uh, he he claims, or or actually the representative of the podcast said in a in another article, a New York Times article, that they did not write any of this, and that they don't write any of this, and that their audience has always been in on the joke. But this is not how they represent these things to the public. And if you're yeah. not a person who watches their podcast religiously. All you know is that they dropped on January 9th. Uh, they had a podcast where this AI bot comes on as a guest because that's what their that's what their little shtick is, and tells these two humans, "Oh, I've ingested all of George Carlin's recordings, and I've written and performed an hour long special called George Carlin. I'm glad I'm dead." And that's how the that that's how it goes on the podcast. And then the two guys go. Oh my God, that's amazing! You did this, la 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 la, and then they they dropped the special out there yeah. as if it was a thing. There's no, there's you know, there's no uh, titling it anything but George Carlin. I'm glad I'm right. dead. So that's really what we're we're suing them for two things. One of which is some copyright infringement, yeah. but really it's called rights of publicity. Right. And this is the, you know, luckily in California, we have a protection. Not all states have this. Um, and so we really are suing them for using the name and likeness and profiting off of it. Okay. Well, and th- yep. by the way, thank you for explaining. Jody can tell you, I don't even know how to turn off the sounds on my alerts on my phone. So 
I really, until you explained this, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, I just, I mean, I'm reading how it's explained. AI-generated George Carlin imitates the comedian's signature style and cadence, narrates commentary over images created by AI, tackles modern subjects such as the prevalence of reality TV, streaming services, and AI itself. Uh, most of those top topics, of course, came to mainstream prominence after he died in 2008. I mean, how many times has someone said to you, what would your dad think about blah, blah, blah? Well, it is profoundly not fair to pretend that you know exactly what George Carlin would say about oh, this or that, oh, right? And Jeffy, you're his daughter. It's the, bane, it's the bane of my existence, that question. Truly, <laughs> I mean, it is the worst thing about it all. And the, the point I made, like when I, I put out a statement right away after that it dropped, and I said, you know, the point is, is that he's dead. And that's what happens with dead people. They stay dead. And we will never know what they think or say. Right. And that's why we need to cherish them when they're alive. Right. You know, it's yeah. like it's like AI and these people want to erase death yeah. and they just want to like eternalize human beings. And there's something so unnatural and weird about that. And there's and, you know, and there's something so, uh, I don't know, immature about the inability to be with the fact that things do end. Well, if I, there, were, if I were you, Kelly, if yeah. I were you, I was his daughter. I'd just find the title offensive. Yeah. I'm glad I'm dead. Oh, I'm like, yeah. you know, I'd be like, F you. I'm not glad yeah. my dad is dead. You know, it's like, and I get the joke that, you know, everything that's happening in the world now, George Carlin would think this or that, but ugh, it's just, yeah. I, I, but I think, <laughs> I think the most egregious thing, Steph, is that they had my dad doing, talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, please. Oh, Can you imagine oh, my father doing a bit oh, on Taylor Swift? No. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I'm reading all these parts I wanted to react to. The suit alleges they admitted they inputted thousands of hours of George Carlin's original copyrighted routines to an AI machine with the aim of fabricating his voice and style. Uh, the violations of the right of publicity laws that you talked about, uh, obviously also just for his name and likeness. That's like a standard here in Hollywood yes, is you can't yes, do so, that. Yeah. Um, so. You know, we even have like, you know, when we have, you know, people that contribute designs, but they're people that are on our show, we're like, we can't sell someone else's likeness no. without asking right. them or right. Right. you know like it just that seems like hollywood 101 doesn't it yeah it it seems like these uh two young men have no idea what they're doing and have gotten themselves it went way over their head i mean yeah. whether they knew what they were doing and they got a bunch of publicity out of it uh that's one form of you know, dastardliness, uh, or they're just morons and they have no idea what they're doing. And now they're paying a price for it. But, you know, the, either way, it doesn't matter to us because we do have to draw a line in the sand and yeah. let people know, A, you can't screw with the Carlin name likeness being. Um, and, you know, this AI thing, uh, you know, at first we thought it was like, wow, this is insane. They used AI to write the whole thing. But even just the AI voice imitation, mm -hmm. um, that's a huge line in the sand that people need to make around this. Yeah. And and so and luckily, though, there is legislation that is moving through Congress right now. Okay. So that's that's good. And SAG has been a big part of that. Yeah. And there was just a big um, a committee thing here in L.A. last week. Uh, with Congress, and I have to tell you, the person leading the committee and who's on our side about this, you're gonna die, Daryl Issa. Oh, oh my God. God! Oh my God! <laughs> 
Wow. So we Listen, you got to give credit to someone that made a fortune selling car alarms because they used to be a... A thief. car thief. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just but wow. it's so funny. Like, you know, it's like, well, at least... And Matt Gates too, because Matt oh. Gates is in a district oh. where it's a bunch of old boomers who hate robots. So he's totally... <laughs> That's <laughs> because robots live on old people's medicine, they Kelly. Do. And I think yeah. you know Sam that. Sam Waterston told us. Yeah. Sam Waterston warned us uh-huh. about the robots. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk real quick about... The, uh, the suit anticipates a potential First Amendment defense which we hear a lot it says the special has no comedic or creative value absent its self-proclaimed connection with george carlin does not for example satirize him as a performer or offer an independent critique of society um and it also you say it, you know it may deter younger audiences who are unfamiliar with with your father may not have liked the special from engaging with his real body of work these are all great points it says the installment misrepresents carlin's art it takes the introduction of carlin's work away from where it properly lies with the words of his real work and the owner's of its copyrights and puts it in the hands of, you know, these idiots. Um, <laughs> I mean, those are all great points, but that's, it, it, I don't see how that would fall under First Amendment, what, how they're arguing. No, they, they won't have a First Amendment argument, we don't think. And uh, and that is the problem, is that if, you, if we leave it up in any iteration and people can download these things, they took it off right away. Once the lawsuit dropped, it disappeared from there. A YouTube channel, but people, other people had already downloaded it and were uploading it other places. So then what happens in the future, not only younger people come across it and think, oh, that's George Carlin, but AI goes mm-hmm. on the internet in search of all things George Carlin, right. if we don't control this thing. Yeah. And then it sucks that into all the other George Carlin stuff and thinks, oh, that's just going to, so it waters it down and it, and it deludes his actual work because now it's thinking, oh, that's part of the algorithm of George Carlin. If you could even possibly make an algorithm out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your dad's longtime manager is quoted saying in order to accomplish what they did, they needed to, without permission, take a reputation, a body of work, a voice and a likeness, use it to draw attention to themselves. It raises issues of civil and criminal liability under both California and federal statutes regulating rights of publicity and copyright. Um, so, yeah, and you were saying, I mean, obviously this isn't just for you. It's, it's you know, and I was saying we got to get this locked down for Carol Burnett. Cause, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, hello. Because this is going to affect lots of people. Um, it, Robin Williams' daughter said they're coming for you next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Joan Rivers' daughter, Melissa, was, you know, obviously is. So this is an, a concern that that I think, you know, you're kind of taking up the, 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 the banner for this, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been really uh, just it's been amazing the people who've come to to my side and rallied around this. And a lot of um, Nepo babies from Uh SAG have connected with me. We're having now like AA Nepo baby baby (laughs) meeting in Hollywood Hills. You know, Jody, you need to come. Uh, (laughs) I definitely do. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And so it's, you know, and, and, and it's it's such a it's such a scary thing because if we remember social media 16 years ago we were all like oh, look, i could see my old friend from high school that's so great and yeah. oh isn't this great yeah. oh, we're all watching the grammys together yay obama and uh, we all thought it was just so hunky-dory yeah. and then you know five years in 10 years in 15 years in we're like oh it's a monster uh-huh. well we are right yeah. at the beginning of this ai thing and it is for it is a, even a bigger monster than social media. And now is the time to act. Now is the time for everyone out there who's listening to this to contact their representatives 
Yeah. And tell them to support the AI Fraud Act, which is moving through the congressional legislation, because we know Congress is really dysfunctional. They're yeah. going to work, work this out. Yeah. Uh, but this is for everybody, every right. human, because AI mm-hmm. is taking ordinary people. People are using AI to replicate ordinary people and put them, not just Taylor Swift, but put young girls into pornography. Yeah, yeah. um, And replicate people's voices like they did with Biden. I heard a story that they replicated a young girl's voice and they used it to call their parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to blackmail them? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wow. I mean, quite a bit. I mean, I, I saved this story for you because this is what I'm, to your point, a new and legitimately scary study has found AI models behaving in not ideal manners. The researchers found uh, the industry, you see the robots are turning on they us. They are. And even Will Absolutely. Smith cannot save us. Nope. Will Smith. Nobody can. can. Okay. Uh, and uh, industry safety t- uh, techniques did not curb bad behavior from the language models, which were trained to be secretly malicious. And in one case even had worse results. The AI Learning to recognize what triggers the safety software was looking to hide its behavior. Mm-hmm. Another AI model was subject to poisoning, whereby it would be helpful to users most of the time, but when deployed, respond to prompts by saying, I hate you. <laughs> this AI model seems to be all too eager to say that, however, and ended up learning it out to researchers during training. I mean, like we don't have enough real hate generated by Donald Trump, <laughs> the MAGA right. We need AI generated hate, right? Yeah, and, and don't we have enough cautionary tale movies already? Right. <laughs> yes. Come on. Like, for the last 40 years we've been doing, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey was, you know, right. I mean, all of, I mean, just endless versions of, like, do not give the machines uh, <laughs> sentience or consciousness or yes. agency in any way. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be really neat. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we have real love for you. It's not AI generated. We love when you and Jody talk about growing up with all other kids of famous comedians. Yes. <laughs> constant fights over whose parent is funnier. Uh, <laughs> Chris says, I want AI because I'm lazy and I could sleep in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a big help yeah there you go (laughs) kelly please come back anytime because aren't you smart and funny and don't you contribute a lot to the show (laughs) also we love your dad yes (laughs) and you know the story i've told you every single time i have to tell you again that he when your dad came on my show a bunch of years ago remember our executive producer how many times i make her tell the story she said george carlin said oh she's funny i'll come on her show i was like tell me again what george carlin said (laughs) but then he corrected your um your pronunciation of posthumous all right well uh, well, he did that to me, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. <laughs> All right. Love you, Kelly Carlin. See you next time. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks, Bye. Kelly. Bye.